You know, Facebook is usually good for nothing, but some once in a while there's a good nugget that you see, and I can't quite remember how it was said. It was kind of giving you that politic flavor, and it was said that the elephant doesn't have the answer, the donkey will never have the answer, it's time we turn to the lamb. Amen? You know, when you look at our nation, so divided, problems are so deep, they're beyond man, but it is also so simple, the answer, if they would just turn to Christ. Seriously, I am. I'm not talking about religion. Uh, You might faint, but I'm not a religious person. I'm not. I had religion. did nothing for me. It's the relationship, a true relationship. All right, so I hope you have your good ears on. Give me your good eye. Open up your heart to receive the Word of God, for it is truth, it is life, and it will. It truly will. It's full of resurrection power, no matter what problem, no matter how dead your situation is, your heart, your life, your relationships, whatever it is, God can bring it to life. All right, so my question is, it says, he bowed his head and said, it is finished. That word finished means to just bring to a close, to an end, to pay. It's complete. It's over. It's done. Finished. And so my question was, what is finished? And so we want to look at the Word of God from there. Easter has been so glossed over with with, uh, just the stores and bunnies and eggs and, you know, all those little peeps and things. We've lost. We actually lost the meaning of Easter in our nation. And you know what? As our nation draws away from God, and they are... I just read in a paper yesterday, 50% now of American, adult Americans, go to church. That's it. Just a few years ago, it was 73%. So if it keeps going just a few years from now, it's going to be like 33%. And just look at our nation. The farther we get from God, the worse our nation gets, whether you believe that or not. I hope you live long enough, and you'll hear my words, and it'll prove it. If we don't turn back to God, this nation is lost. It's over. All right, so here we go. What is finished? <clears throat> Galatians, uh, Genesis 3 says this. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat. Simple. No rocket scientist here. He goes, Cursed is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. Thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and dust shalt thou return. So we were cursed when we rebelled, when we said, you know what, God, that's kind of a cool idea, but I'm going this way. You know what, anything that you do, if you rebel, if you, do against, if you go against the laws right out here in the road, sooner or later them guys are going to pull you over. So whatever, whatever law you tried to break, bust, forge checks, fake this, fake that, sooner or later you're going to get busted. <clears throat> so God busts man because he has turned his back on God, and God says, all right, since you don't want to believe in me, you don't want to be blessed by me, then everything's cursed. And that curse simply means to be cursed. It means to be made a curse from our disobedience. Sin came into the world. It came into the world. <clears throat> and you know what? I'm affected by it. And I'm affected. I'm infected by this. You are. 
A lot of people don't even want to see it or believe it, but you are. You are infected by living in this world that has been cursed by Almighty because of man's disobedience. Humanity's disobedience. So we don't need our ladies bumping at them. It's everybody. It's humanity. We've fouled up. <clears throat> so you have it. You might sit there and say, oh, I know. And I have people tell me this all the time. No, I, I don't think I'm infected. I don't have it. I'm not. I haven't killed anybody. I've heard that one so much. Over and over and over. Romans 3.23 says this. For all have sinned. Simply, who does that leave out in this room? <clears throat> well, my, my baby's only three days old. It says all. Your baby was conceived in sinner. It was born a sinner. Just is. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You got it. You are infected. You might not want to believe it. You might want to deny it. Most of us men don't, will go to the doctor or won't go to the doctor. I told you not too long ago, I had some issues with my back. They called, took x-rays, called me back. They said, you have arthritis. I hung the phone up and said, no, I don't. I do. That's me. This stuff don't happen to me. It's the truth. That's what I did. I'm not making light of it. I, went, I sat, on a or sat on the couch and was putting the phone down. I went, no, I don't. I just won't believe it. I deny it. That's the way we are. No, you got it. You're infected by this sin. You are what the Bible calls the world. You said, I, I don't know. So what's the symptoms? All right, I'm going to give you some symptoms. The foolish has said in his heart, there's no God. We just do what we want. We die, we die. There's no God. There's a lot of that in our country, probably in your family. The Bible says, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. You see, that's the symptom of being infected. You don't want nothing to do with God. I don't want to come to God. Maybe you'll come to church once or twice a year, this being one of them. Maybe. It's a symptom. You're ill. Take, you go to the doctor, take your blood pressure, check it out, see if it's a symptom. Your temperature, check it out. Draw your blood. They're checking things out to see, checking for symptoms. Verse 3 says, They are all gone astray. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. And now here we are, supposed to be a Christian nation. Half of the adults are no longer even going to church. And so you can see when these unchurched people who don't love God, not influenced by the morality that God gives or stirs, or the commandments or the Word of God, then they become in leadership and then they pull our nation away. And here you and I are. We're going for the ride, whether you like it or not. You get on that big roller coaster, it's too late once you're on it. That thing's going you ain't no time to get off, right? I mean, what are you going to do? You're going for the ride. And that's where we are with our nation. The ungodly are almost more than the godly. Isaiah says this. Here's another one. And we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Pastor, you do your thing, I'll do mine. Don't tell me how to serve God. 
Don't tell me how to live. Don't tell me what the do's and don'ts are. That's a symptom. Everyone, the Bible says, has turned to its own. Well, you do your thing. Go ahead and let me do mine. I'm just going to sit out in the back porch with my coffee and hear the birds sing. That's where I'm close to God. <clears throat> the famous song that Frank Sinatra popularized was what? I'll do it my way. I'll do it my way. And that's where we are. That's the way we are. That's the way people are. They don't want to do it God's way. They want to do it their own way. I mean, they think they're getting away with it. Isaiah 64 says this, But we are all as an unclean thing. All our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf in our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. There is none that call upon the name of the Lord that stirreth up himself to take hold of thee. So that's what the Bible says is a symptom. People just have nothing to do with God. God can't be in their home. God doesn't run their life. God doesn't tell them what to do. Church is insignificant. We don't worship. We don't pray. We don't read. I want the Bible. Leave me alone! Oh, you have it. Our nation has it. We're infected. We are. You know, I don't, I don't know what the right medical term is. What's happened when you, when you maybe you think the leukemia is defeated? It's what? What do they call it? Remission. Yeah. All I got to do is stop coming to church, and that infection got me again. I'm sick again. I've got to ooze, and my, my ratings, my charts will go through the sky with it because that's just what I am. We're sinners by nature. So whether you believe it or not, and you can still say, I'm not infected, well, look at, look at me. Do I look sick? I mean, you want me to run? You want me to jump? Do I look sick too? That's what we do. 1 John 1, 1.8 says this, if we say we have no sin. This is what the Word of God says to you. See, the Word of God gets in your face. That's another reason why we don't want it. We don't want to hear it. John says this through the Spirit of God. He say, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. So if you're sitting there saying, good Lord, I can't wait till I'm out of here. What did I come here for anyway? You're deceived. You're totally deceived. You're sitting in a place where you're going to get absolute truth that will save your soul, and you want nothing to do with it. That's deception. Oh, my gosh, that's deception. We have no sin. We deceived ourselves, and the truth is not even in us, the Bible says. That word deceived means you wander and roam throughout life. What's my purpose? Why am I here? This is stupid. Life is meaningless. Take your life. Suicide. Overdoses. Drugs. Kill. Because, you're, you see, you're nothing. You've been deceived. Totally deceived. You are infected. I don't know if they still do that little pinch thing for tuberculosis. Do they still do that? They, you know, remember you get pinched. Who's got that little pinch thing ever? Ever? None of you? Hardly any of you? Ooh, you maybe you're all infected. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just come up here and stick out your wrist and let me prick you and see what happens. If it turns red and gets a little bump or something on it, whatever. I don't remember all. So, I'm telling you, you're all infected. So now maybe you want to know, maybe you're sitting here and say, well, just please tell me, is it is this fatal? Is it fatal? Uh, you're looking at me? Give me a good eye, your good ear. Yes. 
it's fatal. So all of a sudden your Easter is no longer joyous and happy and pink and purple colors and just hang in there. So is it fatal? Yes. Simply the Bible tells us what? For the wages of sin is death. It is. It's death. Ezekiel 18, 4 says, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Roman tells us, We've all sinned. We're all terminal. I am. I am going to die. I was never supposed to die. I was created for fellowship for my Lord, for Him and by Him to be with Him. Man before me, Blew it, God cursed, death came in, now I am terminal, I'm going to die. You will read about my death if Ruth puts it in the paper. You will read it and say, oh my golly, he did die. So yes, it's terminal, all of us. Romans 5.12 says this, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world... That was Adam, his disobedience, and death by sin. So death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. All humanity, every one of you. Every one of you. Amplified version, a little different, says this. Therefore, as sin came into the world through one man, and death as a result of sin, so death spread to all men. That's what diseases do. They spread. People put masks on. Their hands constantly. So yes, it's fatal. And yes, you got it. Every one of you. If I continue to go on and continue to give you the word of God every once in a while, roll up your sleeve and you'll see it. It's red and hived up. Oh no, God, dear God. I got it. I got it. I know there's people in here right now and even family members that have times have sat in a doctor's office and he comes in with the dreaded news and says, you have cancer. And you had that feeling go over you. And a lot of times, other of us, we hear about that or some, you know, sometimes you might even say, so thankful I don't have that. Oh, man, gosh. So thankful I don't have that, Lord. But what I'm talking about now, you have. You have it. It's an epidemic. The whole world has this. Everybody in this world. That's right. We're all going to be wiped out. You're all going to die. We've got to do something. We have to do something, right? So man gets together, starts trying to find another vaccine, try to be cured. Maybe this will work. Maybe we can work our way to heaven. Maybe we can change God's mind. We'll keep certain days holy. Here's one. Easter. We'll keep certain days holy. We'll wear certain clothes. I'll lower my hem. I'll put my shirt up. I'll look better. I'll act better. No makeup, some people do. We won't go to movies or swimming anymore. We'll be pleasing to God. 
as they try another vaccine. Please, give me that. Don't wear earrings, don't wear makeup. Don't miss them holy days. And you run back to the doctor, fold up that thing again, another test, and his head drops and says, sorry, you still got it. Because of this, Galatians says, knowing this, a man is not justified by the works of the law. You're not going to waltz into heaven because you've kept certain days holy. Amen. Or you wore, you stopped wearing low, uh, high skirts and made them longer. Man-made vaccine. You go back to the doctor and he says, you still got it. How can this be? Romans says, therefore, by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified before Christ. By the deeds, by the working, trying to come up with some other ideas. Well, I'll give more money. I'll be a golden card liver. I'll be a platinum winner. Uh-uh. It doesn't, doesn't cut it. Ephesians 2.9 says, Not of works, lest any man should boast. I paid my way to heaven. No, 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 no. Oh, no. You're infected, and you're going to die. It's absolutely impossible to be cured by your good deeds. You still got it. Whether you're an usher, whether you give the most, whether you give your body to be burned, you still got it. So maybe you go, okay, let's try another. Let's try another antibiotic. Let's get another vaccine. Vaccine. That one didn't work. Hurry, get one. Hurry up. I'm running out of time. So we create our own way again. New age. Jehovah Witness. Mormons, Buddha. We try all these different ways. Others say, all you're going to do is be baptized. Just attend church, give money. Some say, once saved. Cheaper Christmas. Damnable doctrine. Maybe God moves upon you today. Maybe you decide, you know what, this is right. I'm infected. I want the cure. I'm going to find out that Christ is the cure. I'm going to give my heart to God. And that's the last time you do anything for God and you live 70 more years. You're going to waltz into heaven because of that? So that's another one. It says, now check me. Examine me now after all this. Proverbs says this, There's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. I'm giving you the word of God and I'm giving you symptoms. I'll do it my way. No, you won't. I'll work my way. You can't. We'll create another door. He's the only door. He's the only door. So you're either going to leave this morning contaminated still or you're going to get the cure. It's up to you. It's not up to me. I'm laying it out. I'm like the doctor. Go home, take one of these every day for seven days or every eight hours, and you'll be better. You go home, and you say, I ain't doing it. And you're not better. It's, it's just that simple. It really is. The gospel is simple. Acts says this, neither is salvation in any other. 
You can try it in any other. You can go hug a tree, go kiss a bird, go save an owl, whatever you want to do. I'm serious. I know it's, to me it's, it's funny, and, but people are just into it. Yeah. There is, there, neither is there salvation in other, any other, for neither is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Not my name, not the name of this church, not a denomination, not your grandma's name, the name of Jesus Christ. No other name. John 10, 7 says this, Then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door. Now, you've got to make a decision. Is he? Or isn't he? People, us, we will try everything but Christ. We will. See, to try Jesus, you have to humble yourself. You have to admit, I'm wrong. Dear Lord, I'm so sorry. No, you'll try anything, anything and everything, but to just simply admit it. Galatians 1.6, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Another gospel. That's what we've done. We've created other gospels. So we just don't have to be pinned to the floor by this one. We've created other tests. See, I don't have it. Bible goes on and says, which is not another. We've created other gospels, but Bible says, which is not another. But there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. They're all around you. We have quacks, we call them, fake doctors, phony doctors, lousy lying car salesmen. We get there all over the place. They're in the gospel, they're in preachers too. They pervert the gospel to get crowds. You're all right, I'm all right, we're all all right. Right? Right. You cannot be cured from perverted, polluted vaccine. You can't. Whatever you have, measles, whatever that's coming out lately, New York, you have measles, if it's polluted, it won't do its job. Same with the gospel. If it's polluted with man-made stuff and not the pure gospel, it won't work. You're all right, I'm all right. So then I guess you're telling me I'm doomed, Pastor. Listen to me. You are. Yes. Now please listen to me intently and carefully. You'll have your special moments with Easter and your family. Listen now. Years ago, I grew up when polio was a scary thing. Who remembers polio? Some of us older folks and some of the younger have heard it was crippling disease and everybody just seemed like everybody was getting it. And I was four, five, and six when I used to live in Oakland, Pittsburgh. And I had a friend whose name was Jimmy. 
I mean, I, I moved from that place when I was six. So I don't have any idea what I was, we're talking, man, monster years ago, 65 years ago, 64 years ago. He had, we'd be out there, and all we did was kick the can, that's true. We kicked that can and played soccer, and, and Jimmy would always be sitting up on the, the porch, either in a wheelchair, mostly he'd have those crutches, but had those big metal things, remember them big metal clanky things on, and he couldn't, and he would drag his legs, and cause of polio, disease. He was infected. He had it, I didn't. Do you remember being vaccinated for polio? Who remembers that? I mean, if we took your sleeve up, you might still have the mark, right? I mean, some of us still have that vaccination mark or whatever mark you got, whatever, sickness. So vaccination means to inoculate. Okay, it means to inoculate. Now listen, please listen carefully. Inoculate means to implant a disease in a person. Do you know that's what they're doing to you? They're putting the disease that you don't want in you. They're inoculating you with the very disease you're afraid of. So inoculation means to implant a disease in a person by introduction of a germ or virus. I don't, want polio. I don't want polio, I don't want polio, I don't want polio. Okay, I'm going to take you to the doctor who's going to give you polio. You what? Think of that. Does that make sense? What? So the vaccination you're looking for is actually the verm or germ or virus. You have to understand this. And this is the gospel. So when my mom said, you're going to go get your free polio shot, it was free. So the doctor was waiting me for that polio in his needle. Filled with polio. Going to put in me. I'm thinking of my friend Jimmy. When I was in the Air Force, oh my gosh, they'd line us up by the hundreds and they'd have those, not needles, they'd have those guns that would shoot with air. You probably got some of them, Dave, in your arm shoot you in this arm, shoot you in that arm, and most of the time you buckled before you got out the door from all the stuff they were shooting you. Kong Kong flu, swine flu. And I remember guys just buckling. They're just going ping, 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 shooting you in with the, this vaccine. I didn't have it when I got there, but I sure had it by the time I hit the end of the door. We all got sick. I mean, we did. We got sick. Inoculation. So it means to introduce a germ or virus through a puncture, an actual puncture. And they did it by the force of ear before they had, or after they had the needles. Deadly virus, who wants it? But we understand that it works. It totally works. The puncture you give, that they give you, is the disease. Your body attacks it, defeats it. The germ goes in through introduction through your skin. Germs take off through your body. You're getting sick. The way God made your body, it rallies and it goes, fights the germ. <coughs> then you get over it. Then they punk that needle back in you. They pull it back out and they have the cure. 
So then they start giving that to others so they don't become like Jimmy. You can't give Jimmy it because he's already have it. You have to give it to somebody who doesn't have it so that it can fight it, defeat it, go get it, draw it out, and start giving to the others who freely want it. And that's why polio has been defeated. They now have the cure. Remember this later on, you could drink it. Who drank their polio? Remember that little cup? Sometimes you take NyQuil's. I mean, you're too dumb and little to realize, but you're going, here goes a shot of polio. <laughs> Cherry flavored. <laughs> Can you think of that? Think of it. Doesn't make any sense at all. None at all. But polio was defeated. Someone who's totally healthy, give them polio, then go get it after they defeat it, and you have the cure. So listen to me. If you or I would find a little boy or a little girl today with polio, all twisted, and those heavy braces, and deformed, wouldn't you say, why? Why didn't you give your child the cure? Well, what could be their response that would make any sense? If you find someone, what would be their answer? How could you answer that? Your child's whole life is totally ruined because the responsible person wouldn't give them or receive the cure for it and make sure. I mean, it was wiped out, polio. It's wiped out. I know man's botched a lot of things, but it was wiped out by the cure. It worked. Now let's put the spiritual flip to it. We all have sinned. We're all infected. Every one of you. We might have the theory now. We might have the idea. All I got to do is jam this needle into Dave, pull out his blood. No, Dave's infected. Dave, take this needle, jam me. No, I'm, I'm infected. Who in here? Please, someone stand up that's not infected. Oh, we know we all are. You know what point I'm making? Bible tells us we all have sin. We all got it. We're all infected. None righteous. No, not one. Second Corinthians 5.21 says this talking about the Lord now. For he hath made him to be sin for us. God the Father made his son to be sin for me. He hath made him to be sin for us. Listen, who knew no sin? He didn't have any sin. So in the garden, 
He's going, oh, dear God, take this cup from me, please. This cup, this cup, oh God, this cup of poil, this cup of greed, this cup of hatred, this cup of murder, take it away from me. And the father said, mm, I can't, I can't, son. You're the only one not infected. God the Father tells God the Son, God the Son goes, okay, God, not my will, but yours. And he drinks it. Everybody's sin and filth, he takes it. Who, who knew no sin? The Bible says he knew no sin. It had to be a perfect lamb to be slaughtered, and he was. Injected with every sin known to man. Jason was bringing out during uh, Good Friday when the Lord was on the cross. He was a murderer on the cross. He was an adulterer on the cross. He had AIDS on the cross. All the filth that you and I get into was laid upon him. And that's when he said, it is finished. And there was the cure. Actually, the cross kind of looks like a syringe. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. There is a cure. Oh, it's terminal, and you got it, and you're going to die. But there is a cure. Galatians says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Remember, we were cursed because of rebellion and disobedience. And God says, no, don't worry, I have the cure. Galatians 3 says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. When Dave and I stand before God and we could not because we're full of sin, the Lord will step in front of us and I've become their curse. And I've died instead of their place. That's what's happened. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. And that's what it was, a tree. Galatians 3.17 says, And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, I will command thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. You say, Pastor, that, that just doesn't make any sense. A guy who died for me, I wasn't even born. Well, does drinking polio make sense? But it worked. It works. Isaiah said this, Surely he hath borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted for you. You who are infected. You got it. I don't care how big you look, how strong you feel, how massive, how far you can run, how many calories you can burn. I don't, I don't care. You got it. He was wounded for our transgressions. God was. 
He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid him, laid on him the iniquity of all. Every one of you, every one of you right here, whether you're going, I don't believe it, I don't care, I don't believe it, I don't got it, I don't care, I don't got it. He still did it for you. Amen. He still did it for you. Now, if you don't take the cure, you're a fool. How could you not take the cure? The cure is in the blood. When they plunged the needle back after my system kicked in that God glorious made and it ran and defeated the virus inside of me, they went in after my blood. The cure was in the blood. Pulled it out and they started giving it there. The cure for being terminally ill because of sin in a fallen nature is the blood of Jesus. It's in the blood. It's not in religion. It's not in Catholicism. Not in being Presbyterian, Baptist, Buddhist. None of that. It's in the blood. John 19.34 says this, But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water. Remember that inoculation means, it means to uh, introduce germs or virus through a puncture. <clears throat> John 20.20 20 says, And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. There's the punctures. There's the proof that he was the cure for you and I. Here's the punctures. You might go home and say, do I still have that? Maybe I got the wrong vaccination, whatever it was, but do I still have that mark? The proof, where's the Lord? And those of you who don't take the cure and you see that, you're going to go, Ephesians 1 7 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood. Not being good, not being nice, not paying your taxes, being happily married, raising good children, all that's nice. That's not cutting it in. There is no other way. There is no other way to heaven. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Exodus 12, 13 says this, And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the house where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. When you truly give your heart to God, no bull, no horse that it run, no playing games, you truly give your heart to God, God applies the blood on your life. And when the death angel comes, and you know he comes. He comes to everybody's house. And he goes to slay the saved. He's going to see the blood. And he can't, he can't. He can't do it. He's not permitted. When I see the blood, 
the death angel, you will not be destroyed. Oh, you will die physically, but you will live again. Life ever after forever. It's the cure. It's the cure even now. Now, even while you still live in a sin, cursed, disease, sick world, if you accept God, man, he just comes into your life and turns your life totally around. You see out of different eyes. You hear out of different ears. Man, a thing you can do if you don't take the cure. It has been made. It has been presented. It's been put in a cup, put in a syringe, and the cure is whosoever will. God says, for I love the entire world. I don't want anybody. That's why I infected my son. That whosoever will, here is the cure. This Easter Sunday morning. How many of you parents have said through raising your children, sometimes they seem so deathly ill, you would say, I would trade places with them, Lord, I would trade places with them. If you would just make my little Johnny or my little Sally. Well, mom or dad, no matter what your age is, how can you sit there and do nothing this morning? If you know the cure, and your own beloved, your own wife is not cured. Might think she is, but she's not. And the children you had with them, or the children they might be having now with them. She keeps spreading and it keeps passing on and on and on until someone stands up and says, I want the cure. The plague is sin. Please, let's stand. Band, would you please make your way? I know the human brain. Human brain's going, finally. We're over. Well, we've actually reached the most important part. I want to give you all a few moments to take. Take in the power of Easter. Every one of you, do your very best not to mingle, but to listen. And maybe you're already saying, I, I am a believer, I am. But you might want to come down to this altar to just thank the Lord for what He's done. I mean, if God could just give us, I was just talking to someone, if God would just pull the veil back for an instant. That we sow eternity, whether it's heaven or hell, just for an instant. Just so we could see. But see, this is a walk of faith. So you can't see. You've got to trust God by faith. Love Him by faith. So as you're standing, whether you're a believer, or maybe you're not a believer, you just come because it's Easter, you come to be with your girlfriend, boyfriend, or family, you should seriously consider what the Lord has done today. What He's done for you. The price He paid. He is the cure. And if you're living a life infected without the cure, you can have it this morning. Get this. Listen to this. Listen. It's free. There's no charge. Listen, listen. Oh, it's not cheap. 
but it's free. Whosoever will, whoever wants, whoever has the courage to humble themselves before Almighty God and say, you know what? I am infected. I do need this cure. Bow this knee and this neck and this heart before God. You could have the cure today.